Okay. I don't even know what this is. Is this a mini-sode? Is this a bonus episode? I don't even know if we know what a regular-sized episode <laughs> is. So I don't know I don't know how we can qualify a mini-sode or not. Yeah, it probably will depend on the end, how long it's going to be. So it could be mini-sode, but it also just could be bonus episode. But it also could be bonus mini-sode or just bonus episode. Or, heck, this could just be episode three. <laughs> or two or whatever. It's <laughs> technically two. Welcome to episode two slash mini episode one slash bonus episode. <laughs> uh, uh, we are going clubbing. Club. Woo! One club. We're going Is to that, a singular club. Yes. Is that still clubbing? Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I don't know. We're not going like club hopping. Do pe- is that what is that, that what it's called? I don't know. I don't think that's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like bar hopping, and then if you do clubbing, you're going to multiple clubs. You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> I've never had this question asked before. Huh. Bringing you all the hard questions. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's Friday before Halloween. Yes. And we're going to a Halloween party at a club. Yeah. Because, you know, as we previously mentioned... Fritz and I met when I was like, let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> oh, whoops. Welcome back to Read My Labia. <laughs> well, are we not going to put the thing in? I don't know, are we? I thought we were just going to keep putting that in. I thought we were just going to be different every time. Oh! <laughs> I don't care. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, uh. This was imp- and it, this is an impromptu um, episode. Yes. We just decided to record while we get ready. It's kind of like Murder Makeup and Mystery Monday, <laughs> but instead it's like patriarchy and That's pets Friday and <sighs> yeah, do an F. Oh shit! <laughs> it's freaky fun, <laughs> freaky, freaky fun. Shit up Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we doing um if so well, if it's a mini soda, are we still doing um the period talk? I mean what I guess. Okay. Because I have an update. Oh yeah? Yeah, well about about period trackers. Oh yes. 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 Yeah, you should tell them. Okay, about that. well uh, this is Charlie. I'm on day twenty eight. Um, I'm probably gonna start my period tomorrow. Um, which worked out so perfectly because I was like, oh, I would hate to go clubbing on my first day of my period. (laughs) So, yeah, so it's good. Um, And that's it. I am on day 20, so I have about a week out until I start mine. Perfect. And so if you listen to our last episode, um, we did talk about how we track our periods. And we also talked about the issue with um, electronic periods, periods, electronic period (laughs) trackers (laughs) um, and how we used to use flow, but they sell sell your information. And so I did a little bit more research on that. Oh, that's Fritz's kitten in the background, if you can hear her. Her name is Lucifer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I did a little bit more research on that and I learned that the best option is not necessarily um, a tracker that um, stores your information or that's based somewhere else, but rather one that stores your information only locally on your actual device and not on the cloud at all um, because um, then that company can't be subpoenaed for that information that they don't have access to. Which makes so much sense. Yeah, totally. I'm when so when glad I read you that, did that work. yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, totally. This duh. <laughs> um, and so, long story short, um, um, I decided um, to go with this new app called Clover, and um, it's okay. I mean, it's. I definitely think that Flow still had more features, but um, I'm pretty happy with it, especially just to know that like my information is secure that's all i really care about so that's that's the update yeah yeah i have not i was going to and i haven't gotten around to transferring my stuff over yet because i want to do that but yeah well you know we're busy <laughs> we're busy bitches yeah we are i'm oh. shaving my beard currently <laughs> uh, i honestly have only I think I've plucked my eyebrows like once. Like in your life? Yeah. Wow. What a and it miracle. was only when it became a unibrow. <laughs> but like I really don't pluck them to like thin them. Like I never did that. To thin them? To thin them. Yeah. And I mean there were times when I'm like wow you're getting really close to my eyelid there. But I'm just like whatever. That's Life the train. On. Sorry about the train. <laughs> we live in the Midwest. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um... When I was in middle school was like, you know, during that whole like very thin yes. eyebrow thing. And so definitely I plucked my eyebrows. Um, and thankfully they have all grown back. <laughs> and yeah, I'm very happy to, to, to know now that the thing is like thicker eyebrows because I've got it covered. <laughs> yeah, my, um, one of my sisters did that as well. Mm. And then... I just didn't care enough. I don't know. Well, my mom has always been the type that was like very concerned about facial hair. I don't know. I think it's just a thing it, for for us. So I started plucking my eyebrows probably probably younger than other people, which might mm -hmm. just be because um, you know we have darker hair, so it's more yeah. noticeable. But just that's the same the same thing with like armpit hair and like leg hair too because like you know i love when women like are like fuck that i'm not gonna shave and i'm that's great more power yeah. to them but like my hair is really dark so it's just super noticeable and i know that that's not like a good excuse or whatever but i'm just <laughs> like mm. some people can just get away with it more easily than i can yeah i mean it yeah that makes sense and it also it would take probably more um body neutrality for you to get there too yeah because i mean all our life we were told hair is not sexy so like how are you supposed to feel confident right unless it's on your head then yeah. you should have a lot of it and you shouldn't cut it and you should let boys tell you what to do with it <laughs> this is hard i don't know how bailey sarian does this <laughs> also like doesn't she have like a script or something bailey sarian please please um listen to read my labia and then um Give us a shout out in return and tell us how you do this. Because this is hard. This is not easy. <laughs> the other thing I'm... this is I'm popping this on you. But oh, okay. I thought it would be kind of fun to also do a segment of like... 
our weekly, I mean, I don't know when we're actually producing episodes. Like, whenever the last time we had an episode, mm -hmm. whatever we've been, like, obsessing over. Okay. So, since, like, since the last time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Fritz, what have you been <laughs> obsessing over? <laughs> well, like, the artist Noah Khan, I think is how you say his name. <clears throat> He came out with an album recently. Noah Khan. It's like the season. Um, I love her. Oh, I'm not gonna say this. I love Vermont, but it's the season of the sticks. Oh, uh huh. Um, he's the artist for that, but he came out with an album, and I really enjoy. And then one that's actually fading for me mm -hmm. is Cereal. Cereal, <laughs> the podcast. No. Oh. Cereal as in food. <laughs> <laughs> I. Literally, Almost for like probably six to eight months oh for breakfast. That's what I I would eat with cereal. Uh huh. And now it just does not hit the spot anymore, no. and it makes me so sad. <laughs> what have you been eating for breakfast? Well, I still eat cereal because that's what I have right You're now. You're just upset about it every yeah. morning. You're like, oh. Like I used to wake up like, oh, this I need again. To eat a bowl of cereal. I'm so I love excited. that. That's so great for you. I wish I was one of those people. And I just I was just listening to an NPR thing and and it was about like how to wake up earlier in the morning because I have an awful time waking up and she's like i eat one pancake every morning and i always wake up super excited to eat that pancake and i'm like how how is that exciting Ooh, enough for you for well she like freezes them oh, okay and i'm like I, I wish that i could wake up in the morning and be like oh yay i get to eat breakfast i'm not excited to wake up <laughs> <laughs> but you're excited to eat cereal i get to eat I cereal that. that's so great but now i'm not like that and Ooh. so i think i'm gonna have like toast with peanut butter and a banana and oh. honey on top yes because that sounds good, so now I think I'm going to transition over to that. But I have to finish my cereal first before I do that. Ugh. Well, I was doing... I was doing, um... Toast or a bagel or an English muffin with peanut butter and honey and pumpkin seeds on it. Mm. <sighs> yeah, and that was great. Except for it's kind of messy, like, in the car. Because I oh. eat my breakfast in the car. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um... Lately, I've just been eating yogurt and with granola in it mm -hmm. and an apple, but then I end up with lots of spoons in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, the other day, I was cleaning out my car and I found a broken plate underneath the back seat. <gasps> I was like, ah, gosh dang it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> mm. Let's see. My current obsessions. What have my current obsessions been? Oh, I got a dog, so I've been pretty obsessed with my <laughs> dog. Um, and also, oh, I've been pretty obsessed with just, like, spooky things. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it's just because it's, like, spooky season or whatever, but I've been, like, watching lots of, like, um, like creepy shows about cults and, like, um, listening to, like... Um, Whoa! Lucy. That was Lucy. Paranormal, like, podcast, that kind of stuff. And that's been great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No no new music for me right now. What kind of music do you usually listen to, though, Fritz? I don't have a certain genre. Okay. I mean, it, like, most people in my life know that it really depends on my mood. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> They kind of like, oh, you're kind of feeling sad today. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. Okay, so, like, when you're happy, what genre do you like? Uh, mostly pop. Okay. Um, 
But I find a lot of new songs through TikTok and like up and coming artists or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I just save them until they like come out and then I'll add them to my, like I'll go through my, so like when I save videos on mm-hmm. TikTok, mm-hmm. I have like categories I can put them into. Oh, okay. So I don't have to like go back through all my- All of your saved- Saved just or to liked. find, yeah. <laughs> so like I can go to my food and recipes, I can go to books. Oh, that's nice. And I can go to songs and I- think there was some clothing or something life hack yeah <laughs> tiktok is the new pinterest <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i have pinterest too but i don't ever really use it that much oh no no i don't i use it a lot for like mostly just for like outfits and stuff when i have like a singular item that i'm like i don't know how to style this but usually it's always like chuggy white girl outfits so i have to specify like like long trench coat Asian girl. <laughs> <laughs> that makes... I should do that, too, I guess. Because there's... Yeah. I do inspiration, but I'm like, I don't even have those clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I usually look up, like... Yeah. That singular thing. Or, like, if I want to do a specific hairstyle, then I'll look that up. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok, though. I try to be, and then I feel myself getting obsessed, and then I'm like, I just need to stop this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm never going to sleep. <sighs> That's the fun! No, is it? I didn't realize that. <laughs> Fritz, what are you dressing up as tonight? I am dressing up as a pirate. A historically accurate pirate? <laughs> so historically accurate, yeah. it's... Amazing. I did all that research to figure out how to show my boobs off the most. (laughs) Where did you get um did you get a corset from Victoria's Secret? I did, yes. For this costume, yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean I've been wanting a Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Nice. It made a good excuse to get one then to bite the bullet. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you dressing up as? Um, I am Sexy Sailor Moon. Specifically Sexy Sailor Moon? I don't know. Um, I'm very excited. I, I bedazzled um, this here bra. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> you put effort into it. <laughs> well, it's you amazing. know. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's like, it's an outlet. You know, it's something yeah. I enjoy to do, so... So, do you have any yeah. other Halloween things you're doing other than this? I'm just gonna pass out candy. I get lots of kids on this street because it's a pretty busy street, and like lots of people, I think, um, come to this neighborhood because it's like a bigger neighborhood. So there's always like more kids on Halloween night than I ever have seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's like known for candy or what? I don't know. I just. Out? Yeah, there's just, the, I, I mean, because I have students, you know, I know some kids, like, where they live-ish, you know, and so I'll, I'll notice, I always get a bunch of students at, at um, Halloween, and a lot of them don't live in this area, mm. so I just know that lots of families kind of come here. It's probably because it's, like, one of the bigger area, like, bigger neighborhoods. It's, like, very walkable or whatever, but... Yeah, I don't know. So I had to buy like five bags of candy. I know I spent like three hundred. No, not that much. But I, I did spend a good like I don't know, 
$50 on candy or something. I was Dang. like, this is insane. Yeah. Well, yeah, last year we ran out of candy, like, within, like, an hour. And, yeah, I don't know. Then I felt sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I do like passing out candy because I do like to see... Um, my students and you know most of them don't really know that I live here and so then they're surprised and it's kind of a fun thing <laughs> and um, yeah but my daughter is not going to be passing out candy with me this year I don't think I think she's going to be with friends <laughs> whatever it's fine um but the new puppy can help me now. So why did you decide to be a pirate? Um, I, it's actually uh, a few friends and I. We're, I have another kind of party that I'm going to. Um, and we all decided to dress up as pirates. Nice. So I decided just to continue that and not try to come up with another thing because I was running out of ideas. <laughs> Yeah, there's always so much pressure, I feel it like, is. around Halloween to, like, be really creative and really unique, and it's like, well, I don't know, what's wrong with everybody being a bunny? Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Some of us have lives. Exactly. Some of us have things that we need to do. I mean, something we could talk about is, like, if you are going partying this weekend of any sort, of... Just, especially if you're a girl. Uh-huh. Um, but then also, if you're a guy, to be able to hear this and maybe find ways to not be a creep. Yeah. Even, like, because I know some guys, like, aren't necessarily purposefully being, but they're not even aware of yeah. how they affect other people. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, do you have any rules that you follow when you go out or anything? I mean, I have only gone out, like alone twice now okay and i don't love it <laughs> yeah i don't love going out alone either <laughs> um i went once to a drag show mm -hmm. and that was really fun mm -hmm. but let's see. <laughs> um that night i mean i was wearing a mask mm -hmm. um because it was i had gotten all my boosters yet and i was like i don't Love this. Yeah. Um, but I own like obviously when I was eating inside I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But like the first thing I walk up and this guy who's like sitting outside smoking is like, That doesn't help you. Uh, about like, your mask? Yes. Oh my I'm like, god. Well, yeah it does. It's like uh. it does not. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I just keep walking, he's like still trying to talk to me. I'm like, yeah. You're literally smoking. Like I yeah. don't know what you have to prove here because yeah. your lungs are already shot. Like <laughs> I'm doing just fine. That's so stupid. And then on my way out, when I was leaving, it was, like, dark at this point uh -huh, now. Uh -huh. And I parked in... Well, the first tip is to park in a light area where yeah, there's lights. Absolutely. Because it's... If it's dark, it's 100% more scarier. Absolutely. Um, and then there was another guy sitting out, and I was just, like, uh -huh. trying to walk as fast as I could. And I had, like... I What I would need to get is I need to get, like... One of those specific uh, hand like, alarms. No, like you can get so like instead of just using your keys. So like oh, I oh yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah sometimes we thread, like a self defense yeah, yeah. self defense thing that looks cute but can uh -huh. actually like do one of those someone. kitty ones yeah 
Yeah. I just, I just thread my keys through my fingers because uh-huh. that's all I had. But I did make it home safely. That's um, very good. I'm very happy for you. But yeah, so in my mind, uh-huh. if you're going in a group, uh-huh. um, you stick together unless you say where you're going. Yeah. Um, so that you're just, you know, you know where everyone's at. Uh-huh. And, I mean, whole parties have gotten yeah, drugged before. And so just to be, like, hyper villi- Diligent? Yes. Villi- vigilant? <laughs> yes, thank you. I mean, so I think even ways that guys can help is that if you are walking behind a woman, just to get on the other side of the... Like, this, it just shows, tells us that, like, okay... I see you as a safe person. Right. Or even like, I mean, even just if you're wearing a hood, take off your hood. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Or yes. like, um, you know, if if you accidentally make eye contact, don't be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I know that that's like an awkward thing. And I know that it's kind of, um, it's an awkward thing to like have to be aware of like I'm sure as a as a guy but like your awkwardness should not outweigh my my need for safety safety or my my sense of safety yeah as a female so you know get over yourselves guys (laughs) yeah I mean and also like as women we need to also be like as sad as it is we need to be aware of how much we're drinking Mm -hmm. just because like it's especially if you're out alone. Oh yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. You cannot... Right. Well, yeah, I mean, when I'm going out, I'm not planning on going out and getting like smashed. Yeah. Like I'm planning on going out to like dance yeah. and to like just have a good time or enjoy um the company that I'm with or whatever. I'm not planning on um drinking a whole lot. Um cuz I can do that at home for cheaper too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I guess um, I don't have a self-defense device like that. I do have um, pepper spray, mm. um, and I ha- what I use, though, is the gel kind because the spray gets very aeros- aerosolized, you know? Yeah. And um, depending on um, the wind or whatever, it could end up harming you as well. But I do have that on my keys, um, and I also do have a taser in my car, which I actually don't know if is legal here or not. Do you know? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it came with me from California, and it's just been in there I mean, ever since. Why wouldn't it be? I, I don't know. Some some places handheld uh, tasers are illegal. I don't know. That's stupid. I also have um, a self defense pen, which is basically like a shank, um, and so on one end there's a, a flashlight, and it's got like a pointy tip or like a, a rigid tip, you know. Um, and then the other side is the pen, but it comes to, like, the actual, the whole pen is, is really, um, heavy-duty metal, so it could, you know, do some damage, and it's, like, got some, um, grippy kind of thing on, on it, so you can, you know, shove it in. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a question for you. I was going to ask, so, like, did your parents ever talk to you about these kinds of things, or, like... How did you learn how to be aware and, like, take care of yourself as far as, like, self-defense or any of that? 
Um, I don't remember having a conversation with them. I'm not going to say I, they didn't because uh-huh. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, so as far as I'm aware, no. Okay. <laughs> but they definitely could have, and I just don't uh-huh. remember. Um, I took a self-defense class, mm-hmm. so that was helpful. Um, and basically, learn to be aware was basically by experience because um, growing up, it wasn't like... I was blind to creepy men. <laughs> right, right. Um, and actually, a story, I was, we were vacationing um, in Michigan. Uh-huh. And we were staying at, like, a, f- a friend's cabin. The friends weren't there. or uh-huh. like Maybe their friend, like, a friends of a friend. I don't uh-huh. really know. It was, I was younger. And it was close to the beach, and wait who are you with my family okay like your parents including yes okay. yeah we were all there I, we were like young oh okay okay um and so it came to a point where we could basically like longboard back and forth from our cabin to uh-huh. the beach and it was probably i don't know a five six minute longboard okay yeah not that's super far and my older sisters wanted to leave before i did mm-hmm. and my parents and my two younger brothers were still at the beach so i was like no i think i'm gonna stay uh-huh. well then it came to a point where i was like okay now i do want to go home uh-huh but they didn't want to yet your brothers yeah which is totally fine yeah um and so I just asked if I could just like longboard home because it was in the van. We took we had a van there because we took all our beach stuff. Okay, and your parents were there as well. They're at, the, at beach. the beach still. Yeah. Okay, I see. And so they're like, "Yeah, that's fine." Uh huh. Um, and I ended up so I was long. And I'm like ten at the oldest. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go and I get my longboard mm-hmm. and I am longboarding home Mm -hmm. and then i pass these two boys on bicycles and they kind of were looking at me but i didn't like i mean obviously i got weird vibes but i didn't think much of it It was like okay i get weird vibes about a lot of guys like whatever you know (laughs) yeah well then all of a sudden i keep kind of like turning to like check over my shoulder as i'm Uh doing it and i Uh see them turn around Mm. and i was like fuck Uh uh-huh Cause they're on bikes, right? And, and I'm on, on a longboard. longboard that's yeah. like it's not like I'm going downhill either. Right. Like I'm just having to move yeah. my body. Uh-huh. So I start speeding up, mm. and then they start speeding up. Ooh. And I literally just made it into my cabin and was like running in with tears in my oh. eyes and like basically just like sobbing. Yeah. And like I. I barely made it, and it's so, like my sisters come running out and looking for these guys, oh. and they're already gone because yeah. you know they're on bikes. Yeah, and like that was like incredibly scary. Yeah, for sure. Of and course. then for the rest of the trip, it was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna longboard anymore. Yeah. I'm either going with you guys or I'm going in the car. Did like, you tell your parents when they got back? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I think so. Anyway, I mean, maybe they'll tell. They'll email me and be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think I did. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's so like there's growing up, like having experiences like that. Yeah. Is a very much then like I just didn't trust anybody. Of course. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like my major as a young. Uh-huh. Um, but then I, I mean, I worked 
in a few like retail places and that always brings in mm. fun people yeah for sure yeah um, so yeah basically just through experience yeah of, like learning to like okay you park in lit areas you park closer to the store you yeah. have your car lock in your hand so that mm-hmm. when you get to the car you can unlock it right and get in and lock it again right. stuff like that yeah um Hmm. But yeah, that's like, I was shooketh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they were just laughing like the whole time. Ugh, I As they were chasing that. me. Ugh, they knew. They knew that they were freaking you out. Oh, yeah. Like, and who knows? Who knows if, if their intention was to actually do harm or just to freak you out. But either way. That's shitty. Yeah, that's awful. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Hmm. How did... Well, and your experience would be really different, too. Yeah. Because you have multiple factors going into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, my mom, so, um, content warning. (laughs) Um, maybe we should add content warning at the beginning of this. (laughs) Um, yeah, my mom had a lot of, um, really scary experiences growing up and also as a young adult, um, and... Um, experienced um, different forms of assault and abuse. Um, You know, she grew up in um, a quote-unquote urban area, I guess you could say, of the Midwest um, and had a lot of encounters with, like, really creepy men. Um, And so my mom engaged with me in discussions about um, the scary people of this world from pretty early on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to the point where, like... I mean, when I was really little, not really little, but, like, I remember being young when I would hear these stories and not even really fully understanding um, the gravity of the situations, just being kind of confused and, like, why would anybody, like, do that, you know? Um, And so it's kind of always been a thing. And, like, like, my mom is the one who got me the taser, and she always made sure that I had pepper spray, and uh, she got me the self-defense pen for this past Christmas, and um, she gets us personal alarms. Um, So it it has just always been a kind of a part of our lives, and yeah, I mean, especially because of, um, like you said, you know, I have the, the factor, obviously, of being an Asian woman going into it, um, and which I think is pretty unique, even among, like, women of color, because there's a very specific stigma around Asian women. Like, we're, we're small, petite, submissible, uh, submissive, rather. We're very, like, um, easy to take advantage of and very, um, um, you know, I don't know, uh, exotified. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if that's the right word or whatever. Um, but, you know, she was very aware, um, that I probably would encounter, um, some situations similar to hers. And I really appreciate how she engaged with me in conversations that were, like, always, um, I felt appropriate. Like, I was never terrified, you know? Yeah. And, like, throughout my life, she, like, would go back to those same stories and then give me more details, like, according to, like, you know the stage of life that I was in or my maturity level or my experiences and I appreciated how she always like preempted all of those conversations and so I have always known that like if something happened to me um that she would 
not only be capable of hearing me, but also would believe me and would have um, experience. Um, so yeah, um, we've always kind of talked about that. She always um, taught us how us be, me, being myself, but also I think my brothers, you know, she it would be like a whole thing. I mean, it wasn't like a scary thing. It was just like a you know how siblings fight or whatever. Um, yeah. So in the context of that kind of situation, we're like, we're roughhousing. Um, she would also be instructing us on like, this is the best way to get out of a hold like this. And mm -hmm. this is the best way to get out of a hold like that. And um, this is the best place to hit somebody or whatever. And it was never a scary thing. It was always a very empowering thing. Um, I never received any like formal self-defense education, which is something that I want to do now. Um, but I had enough at a young age to feel, you know, relatively safe. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and now I'm finding, you know, um, that it's very easy to engage in those conversations with my daughter now. Um, you know, and it's very instinctual for me to be like, oh, like I, I bought myself some new pepper spray and I got you some too. Yeah. Um, and to kind of talk to her about like those same things. This is how you get out of this kind of a hold and... That kind of thing. I mean, obviously I'm starting like later with her because she's already a teenager. Um, but I know that it's something that she feels comfortable around as far as, I mean, as much as you can. Yeah. But yeah, um, it kind of all started as long ago as I can remember. And even now, like she still, like I said, she still sends me things or whatever. She's very very safety oriented which I really appreciate but it's also very sad yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's really sad that that's how our lives have been and continue to be and um especially yeah just because of the extra layer of, of um racism and um like the the stereotypical, like, submissive Asian woman thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we typically get targeted by different men and in more and different scenarios. Yeah, I mean, especially with, like, anime. Oh, yes. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah like, anime, um, anime culture, like, um, manga culture, and, you know, um, what's it called? Hente? Which, do you know what that is? I don't think so. Okay, so hente is, like, pornographic anime. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't really know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole genre, you know? And so, um, yeah. It's, and, and most of the time, um, the scenarios in those, in that genre of porn are violent. Most mm. of the time, it's, like, a very large... Um, usually white man who is, like, very domineering and, like, um, tying up this small Asian woman that has giant boobs. Um, and so it's very, like, portrayed as, like, this is acceptable and this is easy and this is what they want. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. So, you know what? You're actually the first white person to make that connection, though. So, like, yay. I'm so... The first per white person in my life, anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate that because it's so true and people don't realize how, um, how interconnected that is, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't, there's like, even for us white women, like, porn in general uh -huh. <laughs> isn't really good for any women. Right. Like, 
Yeah. So obviously, how we portray people in right. shows right. is how people take away from that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's always like, you know, they have this idealized body, quote-unquote, you know, with these, like, very exaggerated features and um, very exaggerated submissive thing, you know, like the... Mm-hmm. <sighs> the whole porn industry, I mean, and I, you know... I don't have anything against porn, you know, just generally. But, unfortunately, the porn industry does often, um, like, it just loves the the Asian female trope. Yeah. It just loves it. You know, it's, like, one of the the highest, you know, categories out there. Just Japanese, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And I have, I have, yeah, I've had a lot of encounters with creepy old white men who um, like to make overtly sexual comments about my ethnicity. Um, and I do feel like that has a huge part of it. The other thing that has a huge part of it, this is, I don't even, whew, we're so far out there right now. The other thing that has a huge part of it that people don't realize is the military and how it was like so accepted and even encouraged for like men who were overseas, you know, in Vietnam, Cambodia, these different places to like, you know, have these like um, sexual encounters um, with Asian women. Um, They were just really like disposable. And um, I think that that really fed into the whole um, yellow fever thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they brought that home and it just has never left. But that's a whole thing we don't have to get into. Whew, that's a whole thing. But, you know, all that being said, I am dressing as an anime character today. And for me, that really is kind of like a... Bringing the power back? Yeah, it totally is like a reclaiming thing for me because previously, like, I have never wanted to do that. In fact, I always, my whole life, my whole childhood, have really tried to distance myself from um, anime and, like, just... Like, um, a lot of, like, Asian pop culture in general, because, um, um, there was, like, a lot of, you know, now I realize that it's, like, internalized racism, but at the time, it was very much, like, um, oh, like, she's so Asian, or, like, mm-hmm. you're so Asian, or, like, you're so Japanese, and, and I didn't, that was, like, an insult, so I didn't want to, like, be associated with that. Yeah. Um, but now I'm, like, um, you know, if, um, women of all color can dress up as any character, you know, then I can do that, too, and I don't have to be too Asian or so Asian to do that so it shouldn't actually matter if I am Asian and I do that if that makes sense yeah I did have a guy call me a weeaboo one time (laughs) I think I told you this no yeah (laughs) and that just that really pissed me off it really pissed my pickle because I was I was just like dude okay first of all like I'm not second of all I'm literally Japanese though like I don't think that I can be a weeb if I (laughs) actually am Japanese and he didn't understand why I was so upset by that but oh well <laughs> I do remember um uh my mother did get us this ladybug I don't know where it went to to be honest anymore ladybug but it was a ladybug that when you pulled out 
like a tag from it. It would just make this extremely loud. Mm, like annoying. a personal alarm. Yeah, a really annoying sound. <laughs> that was really loud. So that was one thing that I do remember mm. having. I remember like looking stuff up too of like how to make sure you're safe as a woman, as blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like doing my research on it. And it was like also like don't wear ponytails yeah. or buns because like that's the place where they can grab you. And, and it's like, okay, but like I want to wear ponytails and buns. Well, like, also they can grab your hair if yeah. it's down too. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it was just like those types of where we get super nitpicky. Like yeah. we could literally like at that point, yes, we're then like we're dressing whatever just, like save yeah a certain thing which even no matter how you dress you're there's always that yeah risk it doesn't of, matter what you're wearing yeah but it, like i remember when i was doing that research i just felt so overwhelmed yeah. and so scared because i was like, like can't do this can't do that how do i live yeah then? like how do i exist yeah yeah so i mean some of the things that um i've talked to poop fart <laughs> <laughs> My daughter about, uh, who still does not have a, a, a real name, <laughs> because I can't call her poop fart, <laughs> um, is like, because, you know, like, she's 17, and I'm not one of those parents that's like, I don't want to pretend like she's this perfect kid that's, like, not enjoying her life. Yeah. Not that that makes you not perfect. What I mean is I don't want to have unrealistic expectations and by doing so create a barrier in our relationship. You know, mm -hmm. I would rather she just be able to be open and honest with me and that we be on the same page about her safety because in the end that's what I care about. Yeah. Um so, you know, um she does occasionally like go to parties or whatever and um she's very responsible about it, but it's because I think we preemptively have had lots of conversations about what exactly is um what does it mean to be safe and responsible like in these different contexts. Yeah. So, you know, like one of the things that that is really important to me is that she knows where her drinks are coming from. And she sees somebody physically open the drink or physically make the drink. And she knows that person. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a bartender, like, you know, like, I guess that's a little bit different. But, you know, for her, for her, she's not really going out to bars because she's not 21. Um, but, and, um, you know, she's mostly going to house parties. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, seeing somebody physically open your drink and hand it to you, I think, is, like, one of the most safe ways to like ensure that you're not yeah rule 101 yeah 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 and um and never leave it unattended yeah and, yeah absolutely and i feel like everybody knows don't leave it unattended yeah but you know i think a lot of times when somebody walks up to you and hands you a drink you take it yeah you know the, like, like you just don't think about it yeah. yeah you know the other thing for me is that like it's important for you to know what your rights are as far as um, interactions with the police, mm. um, which obviously that's not so much in the club, but, you know, on your way home or there, or if you're at a party and it gets busted or whatever, um, it's important for you to know, like, are the police allowed to walk into this building that I'm in without a warrant or without being invited in? Um, am I required to show my ID or not? Um, you know, these different kinds of things. Um, and obviously that depends on where you live and also how old you are and all these different things. But any parents out there, I would say, make sure you know the laws of, of your area and, and have an actual conversation with your kids about it. Especially if your children are children of color. 
Oh, and another one is, you know, if you're walking down the street, like downtown, you know, use the shop windows to check the area behind you mm -hmm. um, so that you don't actually have to physically turn around. Um, and that way you can just kind of keep an eye. It's like a rear view mirror, you know, keep an eye over your shoulder without having to physically turn around and check all the time. We could just talk about, oh, we could just talk about our, like, they're not funny, but I mean, now I can look back on them and sometimes laugh just about with men encounters. Oh, goody. <laughs> men encounters 101. Gosh, where do you even start? Oh my goodness. Well, I have had a lot of men tell me things like, you look just like my ex-wife. <laughs> I get that one so much. It, I mean, it is shock. Yeah, it's always a white man, and it's always somebody like with you know yellow fever for sure. But they're always like, "Are you? Are you Japanese?" Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Or 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 they'll be like, "Are you half Japanese? You look just like my daughter." And I'm like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> the experience i mean not this the one that I, comes to mind okay. right now is i was working at menards i mean i had so many encounters with I'm guys i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> but one of the things it was this older man and i don't like i work on construction uh -huh. but it's not like i know a lot of the terms still even to this yeah, day i mean come on or even like I put things together, but it doesn't mean I know their names anymore. Yeah. Um, and so there's this guy that was asking, like, what this, like, what he needs to get this project done or whatever. Uh -huh. And I do remember at this point, I did not know. Like, I just, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And I was, like, trying to ask questions of, like, what he was wanting and... Get more information. Get more information. And, like, obviously he just acted like I was stupid. <laughs> um, but then I was, like, well, I'll have... I think I said something, I asked my question, like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Or at Ugh. least you're pretty. Ew! And I was just, like, too stunned to speak. And yes! Like, yes! Yes! And don't you hate that <sighs> when you're just, like, so taken aback? And it's mm -hmm. like, no matter how prepared you feel, somebody always says something and you're just like, I, that, I just, for, oops, for a second I felt like maybe I was a little bit more safe than I actually am. Yeah! <laughs> I was, yeah, and I... I honestly think it just was like became an awkward moment and we moved on. Ugh. Like later on, I was like, oh, I should have said this and this and this thing. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was like one of the biggest things. I'm just like, are you? Yeah. Did you just? Yeah. What? The things that they say and they think it's totally fine. Like I'm supposed to take that as like a compliment. A compliment. Like, yeah. You just called me dumb, but at least I'm pretty. So yeah. like. Yeah. Thank Ugh. you. Ugh. Which is not. Don't ever do that. That's yeah. not a thank you. But yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one, I I have a, what they, what society calls a resting bitch face. <laughs> um, and so I was out changing um, prices and I was walking in thinking about the next thing I have to do. And as I'm walking in, this guy turns to, like, is looking at me, is watching me and goes, you should smile more. Ugh. And I turned and I looked at him and I was like, well, sh tell me something funny. Yeah. And I, then I just walked in. Uh-huh. I was just like, are you kidding? Yeah. But what was worse uh -huh. was this coworker of mine. Oh, God. Uh, I had a manager that sucked at managing but was a fun person. Okay. And so even <laughs> though I didn't necessarily, like, I usually did all the work uh -huh. but didn't get the benefits of Ugh. being the manager, you know, of whatever. Of course. But he was still 
a like fun person to hang out that I was like, you know what? That's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than hating everything. Yeah. But this other coworker of mine, I go in and the coworker I or the manager that I like, I was telling him about it because we would mm-hmm. talk about shit that happened to me. Yeah. And we would like joke about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this coworker's listening in, and he's like, well, I mean, shouldn't you? You you don't really smile that much. Uh, and uh, I was like, I'm sorry. You're like, I'm literally talking shit right now. Yes! And you're like, you can't, can't you obviously agree? tell that I'm upset about it? Oh, my God. And I was like, Have, has anyone ever told you that? Yeah, what? And he's like, well, no. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. It's yeah. not like you smile either. Yeah. You Dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I was so angry. Ugh. I was like, okay, coming from inside the house here, like, yeah, I've yeah. been telling you guys about shit that's happening. Yeah. And... <sighs> well, that's that, that whole thing, like, what we were talking about last week, about how, like, men always have to, like, stick up for each other and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that. that was a... Ugh. Ugh. Case of the meningitis. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. One time, um, I was at another one of those, like, community booth type places representing, um, my business, and I had some of my students with me, and, um, one random, you know, middle-aged white man walked by and then looked at one of my students, who's, you know, Mm. like, 13 years old and he like takes his fingers and he's like you should smile more and he like he like turned his mouth into like a smile no and I was just so shocked and and she was so shocked and she like awkwardly laughed and then he walked away and I was like I was like um I was upset that I didn't say anything in the moment you know but I think I said it loud enough that he could hear me as he was walking away. I hope. We're just going to go with that. But I was like, you know, you don't owe anyone your smile or your laugh or anything whatsoever from your face. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like this awkward thing where it's like we both knew that this was like something that happens all the time. Yeah. But but we were still both like too shocked to like do or say anything about it because it's just like. I don't know, yeah, you just, you forget to be uncomfortable. (laughs) And then somebody says something, and you're like, oh, that's right. I'm not allowed to exist without you making running comment, a commentary on the way that I look, the way that I stand, what I'm wearing, how I'm acting, what I'm saying, all of these different things. But yeah, that one really pissed my pickle. Yeah. Yeah, I was really upset. This guy was a customer, too. Oh, no. And... You have to load these OSB boards. Uh-huh. And they're in... Like, each shelf gets higher and higher, right? Uh-huh. And so a lot of people, for some reason, think that Menards will stack the best ones at the bottom. <laughs> I'm like, okay. no, they're all shitty. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's OSB. There's not- really no such thing as, like, good OSB. <laughs> like, you're like- not so a lot of times that aisle will get, like, just a mess with, sure. like, boards being pulled out. Because they're, like-, like, looking for the best ones. Yeah. That's so stupid. And so Ugh, we no. have to make sure we go through and, like, clean that up or uh-huh. else we can't go home, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I was doing that, and this guy was, like, kind of coming, like, he was looking at the aisle. Uh-huh. A customer? Yeah, a customer was looking, and at first was just kind of, like, looking at the boards that he wanted, and then he, like, kind of came over and was like, hey, would you like some help with that? Yeah. 
And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, thank you for offering. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sign up for a job. It's something I don't think yeah. I can handle. So you like, don't need help from a customer. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was, like, an employee. That yeah. Like, maybe. But, like, I, even then, like, still. it's yeah. fine. And then he goes, well, at least I asked. You can't say chivalry is dead. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Why are you offended right now, sir? <laughs> Oh my god. I just said no. I'm good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had I had another one that I was gonna say it. I forgot it. Oh no. Maybe, maybe it'll come back to me. I'll just think about it for a minute. Are you cutting your hair? I'm cutting the split ends, yes. <laughs> I told you I would cut it for you. I well, okay, yeah, but like it's just that you know, I'm gonna be Sailor Moon, so I need my hair to be long. I just don't want the really ugly split end parts. <laughs> Even if we cut a little bit, it's like it's I'm still gonna, gonna cut be it long. After Halloween, okay, okay I promise. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, it looks fine. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I mean, again, we're in a club. I'm just looking at your split ends. Me? I'm not true, but. I'm just getting ready for myself. That's not what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. This oh, is. Dear. So, like, we did not wear makeup. I mean, I despise makeup because, again, I was trying to get away from. Femininity. femininity but i don't even think makeup is feminine no, but like the traditional yeah view yeah yeah and so i was like no so like i did not learn how to do this until basically yesterday <laughs> well in high school mm -hmm. the most i would wear would be mascara okay yeah and so after high school i then mm -hmm. started like experimenting sure so now we're here mm-hmm I mean, I learned pretty early on because of dance. Yeah. You know, because we had to wear stage makeup and we had classes like at the studio about how to do that kind of makeup. And so, um, you know, I, I knew how to do stage makeup, but, and then also my mom is like into makeup and stuff. And so we would buy makeup together. So when, when did you get married? October 12th. I got engaged, I think in October. And then married in May. So it was, I mean, not a long engagement. Yeah, I didn't want a long engagement. Yeah. Because I also knew that I wasn't necessarily going to, like, I never went wedding dress shopping. Oh, no? No, I got my dress off of Etsy. Oh, good for you. I love that. Um, and then I knew a lot of, I could use reuse a lot of what my older sister had like decor wise like yeah and that's then, so nice because she she went and did the hard work like my mother and her went and did the hard work of like going thrifting for vases and oh yeah yeah um gl glassware uh -huh. needed and stuff like that and so i was able to like reuse a lot of that stuff that's nice which was really really nice and she had a lot of leftover candles still that I, like, mm. just used. And even if some of them were already, like, somewhat used, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, nobody's going to notice once yeah. it's lit. Yeah, And then I wanted mine to be very simple and outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. And I, like, was... It doesn't suck, but it's like, I really loved how my wedding looked. And yeah. was like, oh, it was so pretty and so Aww. nice. Um, we had, like long I think they were picnic tables I think that was what was provided at the place we were at uh -huh. so there was long picnic tables and then over that we had white tablecloths okay and then I had 
macrame runners Ooh. that some li- friends that I, older lady friends, mm-hmm. um, helped out with, which was so nice. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> Sandra's mother uh-huh. complained about not being able to help out in the wedding but when I offered her things that she could do. Didn't. Ugh. It was so annoying. Mother laws. So that mad. should be another episode. Yes. Ugh. I was so mad. I just, yeah. Oh, anyway. Ugh. Um, and then I, in I had like candles sparse throughout, uh-huh. and I had plants in water, like floating uh-huh. plants. Yeah. And then candles, or I they didn't float, but then candles that floated on top. Oh, less so like water plants. Yeah, water plants. Oh, and then I love that. The main plant was willow leaves. Oh, draped throughout. I love that. Because I love willow trees. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I wanted a really low-key wedding, but I was kind of pressured by my ex-mother-in-law to do more and more and more. I mean, and I really, I really liked the way that I decorated and stuff. Yeah. Like, we had a paper crane wedding, which I really loved, um, but, you know, unfortunately, like, nobody on... Pearl's side of the family knew or understood or appreciated. The amount of work that also went yeah. into that. Yeah. Well, the significance yeah. of it too, obviously. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of shitty, but oh well. Who knows if I'll ever get married again. Would you get married again? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think I would. Um. Because I enjoy, <laughs> I mean, I don't, there's a lot of things obviously I wouldn't do. Uh-huh. Um, but. Like in a relationship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if the person wanted to get married and that like was very significant to them. Uh-huh. And I really enjoy, like I saw. A future. A future. Uh-huh. I think I would. Like. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I mean, even then I didn't necessarily view marriage as like something has to like it changed now it's sure it's just now legal in the state's eyes <laughs> you know like sure. whatever yeah um but i think we all like the other thing we have to even if then we also i divorce again mm-hmm. you know like it doesn't mean it's failed right like i think people tend to think if you stop your business you that's a failed business if right. you end a marriage that's a failed marriage sure. if anything you just decide not to do it anymore it's failed right um rather than it is just what it is right you had a marriage and and now now you don't yeah yeah it doesn't mean it was successful or failed it was just what it was yes you had a fun time doing it and now you don't aren't compatible anymore so you're gonna move on did you go into your marriage with that mindset no me either yeah (laughs) no absolutely not I i was like this is it Period. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even leaving it, I was like, fuck, yeah. I failed. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, after healing or whatever the yeah. fuck you want to say, yeah. you know, processing and yeah. reading and doing yeah. all that, I was like, you know what? It wasn't a failed. It right. was just, we don't. It was and now it's not. Yeah. 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 I definitely went into my marriage thinking like, oh, well, divorce is not an option. That yeah. was like drilled oh, into yes. my mind, right? Yeah. By, by the church and by um, his family. Like that was like the motto, like divorce is not an option. 
And then, of course, like, um, well, you know, I was married for a long time. Yeah. And so by the time I left, I had no longer, I no longer felt like this was a failure, but definitely in the time between, like, when things started to get, you know, uncomfy, and I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore, and the final end, it was definitely like, if this ends, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. And if I make it end, then it's my fault. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Yep. Yep. I don't know if I would ever get married again. I mean, I, I guess I'm open to the idea, but I also don't really necessarily see, like, why I would choose that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I'm no longer like, oh, like, this is, like, this is the end-all, be-all or whatever. I'm just like... Yeah, I guess that would be okay, but also, like, why? I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, well, I, you know, in this community, most people that I encounter are, like, looking to get married, though. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't... I honestly... I would have to date this person for several years before I would even consider that, though. Like, yeah. if that's something that they wanted to, I'd be like, whoa, like... It's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while, and we're gonna have to live together, and... It's gonna have to be, the like, the next natural step, because that's where we are, not because that's what people... Assume. Expect. Yeah. Right. But that's, like, a whole thing, too, though, just... I mean, just, like... Like, the intersection, I guess, of, of like, um, even, like, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community and being in the Midwest, like... Is uh, it worse? Is it worse? (laughs) Uh, no. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, I guess, but it's just that, um, because of where we live, like, it, it doesn't, I feel like, what am I trying to say? Unless that you're really intentional... Because of where we live and the lack of, like, diversity, um, if you're white and a part of the LGBTQ plus community or any community, you still have a very limited view of, like, what, um, like, diversity and oppression and adversity really looks like. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because, like, obviously I'm not saying that people in the LGBTQ plus community are not in the minority or don't experience uh, adversity, but... Um, no, I mean, I think... Even the even the LGBTQ plus community is more monoculture here than, I think, in other places. Yeah, and yeah. we... If we feel like we are oppressed, then mm-hmm. we feel like we can connect with people of color, which is not true. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just not. And so, I think sometimes people in the LGBTQ community um, choose that to be, like, their personality sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it can be very detrimental because, especially if you're a white person in the LGBTQ community, um, Mm -hmm. because there's not just... The LGBTQ community isn't just white. Right. <laughs> and so... There are more than one experiences. Yeah. Even, even in the, the niche communities or minority communities. How did you make that look so easy? 
I it's the not eyes. Yeah, I'll help you. It's just not gonna happen today, I guess. What are you struggling with? <laughs> Putting them on. But which part? The glue or the actual eyelashes? The actual eyelash. Okay, I will help you. And now it's just like sticky. I am here for you. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I've definitely noticed that of just like. That's why it's also hard to find someone around here. For you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I feel like you're very intentional about like um, learning about other people's experiences and like you're very open to that and you're aware that you need to be intentional in order to like learn those things. Whereas I think other people um, are not intentional and they don't they don't think that they have to be intentional. They can just like learn as they live. Mm -hmm. But like that's not necessarily the case, especially when you live in an area that's like so um, white. Yeah, so white, so monoculture. Are your are your actual eyelashes sticky or are your fake eyelashes sticky? Actual. Okay. Remember when I said don't use too much? <laughs> I know. I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me help. Let me see. Okay. Alright. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it might also be because like the the magnet well actually no i think i think this should work i don't really know how the magnetic thing works but but we're gonna make it work what order do these go in i don't know <laughs> are you doing it on the bottom or the top the top the top okay oh wait what the bottom of my top eyelash mm -hmm. yeah You're, like underneath yeah Okay. That's what I did. That's because that's what you did. Yes, that's that's what I did. I don't know if this will work. I thought you meant the top or bottom. I don't know if this will work though because the band is really thick. Okay, no, that's the fine then. I don't even need to do it. I can just put eyeliner on and call it a day. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Where's the stuff? There it is. Okay, here we go. Ready? No. Do you want to do it? Do you want to brush it on? No, you can do it. Okay. I trust you. Okay. Oh, also, wait. We have to do this side on that side. Why? Because they're different. Look, see? The, this is the inner corner. See how it's shorter? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think this is too long for your eyelash. Oh, yeah. I usually... Do you usually cut them? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that poking you now? What? Which end? Is there anything that's pokey? Uh, this. The, the last one? Uh huh. Yeah, I think it's too close. Dang. That looks good. You got big eyelashes! I think that the eyelashes really elevated the whole um, eye makeup look, like as a whole. Yeah, you no, know? I like it. Good. Okay, now I'm gonna add some sparkles. <laughs> I dry your eyelash glue for you. This one maybe has to come forward. How does Bailey Sarian do this? We're either talking or we're doing our makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and she's on camera too while she does it. Okay, open your eyes. <laughs> okay, hang on. We got some fallout. 
looks really nice, thank you. Is it too much? No. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for listening to this um, bonus slash mini episode. This get ready with us. This, 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 uh, what did we call it? Freaky, fantastical. No, that's not what we said. <laughs> fuck shit up Friday. Yes. <laughs> um, we have to finish getting ready because we officially have not done anything productive whatsoever. So... <laughs> Okay, this is Charlie. And I'm Fritz. Thanks for tuning in. Maybe we'll see you again next week. We don't know. Bye. Bye. Maybe we'll find the older, more experienced woman tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay, let's see.